Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 60, an interview with a client. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. I'm excited to share with you guys today an interview that I did recently with one of my longtime clients. She asked to be anonymous, so we don't use her name in this interview, but I'm we've been working together for a little over a year and just had some amazing experiences since we've been working together. And it was so fun to look back and see how far she's come and all that she's learned. And I'm so grateful to her that she was willing to share with you guys what she has learned to help you get a glimpse of what it can be like to work with a life coach, especially on a long-term basis. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're willing to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that I could be here too. Awesome. Well, we're just going to get right into it. Can you go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself? Sure. I have been a military wife for about three years, I think. (laughs) Um, This is my second marriage. I have two children from my first marriage and one child from my current marriage. I work from home. I love being a mom. I am working on loving being a wife. And I'm trying to make my life as good as it can be one day at a time. Oh, that is so good. Okay. And your current husband is in the military, but not your first husband. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I wanted to just talk to you about the experience that you've been having working with me. Um, My client that we're talking with today is someone I've been working with for over a year and we've made some really awesome progress, had quite a journey together and she was willing and excited to come on and share some of her experiences. I'm so grateful that you were willing to come on and talk to my listeners about these experiences that you've been having because so many of them, this, this podcast is their first exposure to coaching and they're loving what they're hearing, but not quite sure if it's something that they would want to do. And one thing that I love to do with this podcast and with the interviews that I conduct is to help people realize what coaching can do for you and to just make it feel more normal and more doable for them in their life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Does that sound good? Sounds rad. Awesome. Okay. So the first thing that I wanted to ask you about is to find out from you what are some of your favorite tools that you've learned from our time together and that you find yourself using like regularly? So I use three tools pretty regularly. The first one is to do thought downloads. So before um, life coaching, I wasn't really conscious or aware of the drama going on in my head. And so thought downloads have helped me just kind of throw up where I'm at to be able to organize where I want to be or see what's going wrong in my mind. And then the second one that I use often is writing down my unintentional thought models and then coming up with an intentional thought model. And then the third one is listening to podcasts, especially Jesse. But the great thing out there is if there's something that I'm really struggling with, there are so many available in the life coaching community that I have yet to find something that's not out there or hasn't been talked about. 
that amazing that there's just like a library of content? I try to listen to a podcast pretty much every day, or I try to listen to coaching or something. And I feel like when I'm not doing it, it's not that my life gets worse or anything, but when I am doing it, my life gets better. That's what it's been like for me is that my brain is like clear. I have more hope. I have more drive, ambition. I don't know. It just sets my brain right. Exactly. It's like getting on my Peloton every day, right? Yes. I got to I gotta get a podcast in. I got to do a thought download and I need to work on some thought issue that I'm working through that day and get it on paper and come to the intentional model of where I want to be. And without life coaching, I didn't know how to do any of that before life coaching. And now it's a pretty regular for me. That's so good. And the thought download is so powerful. I know you've experienced this and I, I do as well as far as when it's in our brains, it's like swimming around and so slippery. Like we, we know what we're thinking sort of, but it's moving fast and it's none of it's holding still. And so when we get it on paper, it's like our brain can just take a breath and we can see it all and it's holding still and then we can do something about it or just let it be, but so good. Okay. So what, another question I wanted to ask you was what have been some of your favorite new thoughts that you now think on purpose? My number one go-to, which has been one of the greatest gifts that you have given to me, has been the thought, and this applies because it applies to everyone in my life, the thought of that person's thoughts or actions don't mean anything about me. I use that one almost on a daily. For example, when my children say something to me that isn't nice, or I'm arguing with my almost teenager, instead of taking what she's saying personally, I can just remind myself of that thought of her thoughts and actions don't mean anything about me. And then it allows me to get into a place of empathy and listening to her instead of entertaining my thoughts about feeling bad for myself or taking what she's doing personally. So that's my number one go-to. It's amazing. And it's so interesting how our lower brain wants to tell us that sneaky little story of this means something about me, which changed the whole experience we're having with the person, right? And like you said, like put when we're able to get past that sneaky little story and be like, I'm on to you, lower brain. <laughs> right. Means nothing about me. Then we're able to be in their experience instead of making it about ourselves. About, absolutely. And it's it's probably helped me. That one thought has helped me so much in my marriage. Mm. Um, you know, especially with being a military wife and having a spouse deployed, having a baby while he's deployed, you know, dealing with the hard things that happen after your spouse comes home from a deployment. Yeah, that reintegration. Uh, a, a lot of the things that they're dealing with really aren't about me. They're about them. But, uh, you know, it's hard to learn that. And that's been the most empowering thought for me with life coaching. And I have others, but. Oh, yeah, I want to hear them. I just want to say one more thing about that. What's even one more layer of fascinating about that is that they're often saying that it is about you. Like what they're saying, they're saying, this is, you did this, this is your fault, your problem. And we're still able to get to that headspace of, they can even say that and it still doesn't mean anything about me. It's just their model and what they're working through. Like your kid can say like, I hate you, right? Mm -hmm. And that means nothing about you as a mother. That's just right. the model that your daughter's in or, or what, you know, whatever that experience that you're having. That, right. That's amazing. Right. Or what, whatever they're deciding to take out on you 
on that on that given day to me i've been able to see very clearly now how often it is usually about them and their feelings mm-hmm. instead of me and so i spend less time defending myself and my worth and more time trying to understand what is the underlying hurt yeah. under the message yeah well and if it was about us then we would we would need to we would want to change what they're feeling so we could feel better but knowing that it isn't about us we can let them just have their feelings and have their experience we don't have to change what they're doing so good exactly do you have any other you know comforting thoughts empowering thoughts what what else do you love to think on purpose <laughs> one of my, uh, another one of my go-tos is i love my reasons or i love my decisions or I love the decision that I've made. And I have been really surprised at how before life coaching, I have never said that to myself in my head, out loud, on paper. I had never said, I love my reasons, or I love my decisions, or I love that choice. Maybe I thought it subconsciously, but it has been so empowering, recognizing or or giving that thought power and the feelings that come because of that thought put me in such a different direction than before I had life coaching. So for, for example, I decided to get a divorce from my first husband. And it wasn't until my oldest daughter confronted me about this decision in a mature way that I really had to work out some hard thought models. And this was after our conversation, but I didn't have to give my daughter these reasons, but it was so empowering when I wrote it down on paper to know that I loved my reasons for deciding to leave this man and pursue a different life. And he was an alcoholic. He had an affair. I know the reasons. And it wasn't a justification. It was just putting it on paper gave me the confidence not to feel that guilt when my daughter came to me crying, saying that she wanted to, you know, she missed her dad and she didn't understand why I had moved away and all of her feelings were valid and I, I wanted to give her that experience, but it allowed me to stay away from the guilt and the shame and know that I made the best decision for my life and my girls at that time. And I loved my reasons then. And I love my reasons now. Oh, that's so good. And to have your own back like that, because if we don't have our own back, we're tempted to second guess our decisions. We're tempted to even years later think, I hope I did the right thing. Or, you know, when your daughter comes to you sad, you're thinking I did that to her. Like I made her sad. to remind yourself, like I would do it again. Yes. I, I was initially filled with doubt and what did I do to my my children and this is this pain yes but you know just that small thought of i love my reasons has kept me in a a very calming state and given me a lot of self-confidence yeah to lead my girls to or be the mother be the mother that i want to show up and be to my girls yeah, I want to continue forward making more decisions because that's what being an adult is, is just decision after decision. And something that I had no idea how to do before I learned about mind management and life coaching was saying to myself what I wanted other people to say to me. So when I was tempted to second guess a decision, I would think, oh, I should call my sister so she can tell me I made a good decision or tell my husband so he can tell me I made it a good decision. And I realized I needed to be saying that to myself. Like you just said, suddenly I realized I'll tell myself I like my reasons. And it's so fulfilling to meet your needs that way. And then still call your sister, still go to your husband and say, 
here's what I'm going to do and, and hear from them. Yeah, I like that decision, but it's, that's the secondary need being met, but the primary need we meet ourselves. And I, that, that for me, that's one of my favorite tools. So good. Right. And it, and it's allowed, it's allowed me to be there for my girls as they go through the, all the hard emotions of having a divorced parent instead of trying to babysit my hard feelings through those hard moments. I'm able to show up for them instead of trying to babysit myself. So good. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, what do you wish other people knew that you now know after having worked with a life coach? Okay. So we have all gone to school. You know, some of us have attended um, some form of religious edification. We've all been to the doctor. We've all had good or bad examples of parents in our lives acting as examples. And nobody ever taught me how to mind manage. And so I've received all this knowledge and all this training throughout my life. And all of it has served different focuses in my life. But I did not know how powerful mind management was. And even going to traditional therapy for a number of years, I did have, you know, some small successes and traction there, but nothing as significant as life coaching. And what I want, what I wish I knew now that I didn't know then was that life coaching or mind management is the apex of creating the life that you want. It is the apex. It is the most important thing that you can do to have the life that you want to have. Oh, that's so good. I feel the exact same way. That's why I love talking about it. It's my favorite thing. And, you know, we were, we're all creating our lives all along, even without life coaching, but so much feels like it's just happening to us or we lucked upon it, or we wouldn't even know how to necessarily create that same result again, even if we created it the one time until you can dissect your thoughts this way and dissect the way your brain is working this way. Then, you know, you take that full power of, I create it all and I could do it again. It's superb. I love it. Yes. I felt like, you know, unconscious unintentional victim to my life and its circumstances before life coaching. And then through life coaching with you specifically, Jesse, it's given me the power to react or the tools to react to those circumstances. So good. Thank you. Okay. So one thing that I love to talk to my clients about, and I love to talk about on the podcast is that I'm on a mission to reduce drama in my life. And I'm on a mission to show other people how to reduce this self-created drama that we, that our lower brain loves to create. And so I wanted to just get your thoughts on that and see if what we've worked on has helped you in that department. (laughs) (laughs) I have had a lot of drama in my life and I have experienced creating a lot of drama in my mind and life coaching has helped me organize and I didn't know that I was able to do that before you Jesse and I now know that I have a lower brain and a higher brain and it's helped me to build self-confidence which you taught me was taking care of myself along the way and having the tools to have my own back no matter what happens in my life and just that ability to organize and redirect has 
cut out a lot of the loud noise that would take me down paths that didn't serve me ever. And I remember one session we did together where you were giving me the example of you just have an itch, Elise, to pick at that scab until it makes it bleed. You know, that thought. There was lots of thoughts that I like to itch until they bleed and they don't serve me. And now I know to stop itching and <laughs> put a band-aid on it and get a new thought. Yeah. Well, and I love to talk to my clients about how when we have those urges and those itches, that that's our lower brain functioning absolutely 100% perfectly, like nothing's gone wrong. And we're just learning how to get on the same team as our lower brain and say like, it's okay that you want me to torture myself with that thought or analyze someone's behavior 10 times and create this drama and think that the world needs to be different. You're like, that's my lower brain functioning perfectly. I just want less drama in my life. So instead of thinking that thought, 700 times in the next 30 minutes, I'm going to work away from it, you know, and start to just put that bandaid on. Like you said, that was so perfect. And when I first started learning this stuff, and often when I'm first teaching my clients about it, we're all wanting to get rid of our lower brain. We're like, this, this is for the birds. Like once we learn what our lower brain is creating for mm-hmm. us, but our lower brain is the best and it's doing its job perfectly. And we just need to learn how to manage it. And this is the word we're using a lot, that mind management and I love to say, like, become best friends with our lower brain. I want to be understanding of my lower brain. I want to be comforting to my lower brain. I want to understand that my lower brain really does serve me in a lot of ways. And I love to give that to my clients too. Okay, so let's talk about what feels possible for you now that didn't feel possible to you before. Jesse, this sounds so cliche, but I am going to say everything because I believe it. For example, I believe that I can have the marriage that I want. I can go to law school. I can endure any circumstance with mindfulness. I can earn as much money as I want. I can work for the body that I feel comfortable in. That's incredible. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I know because it starts with the thought. That's exactly it. And a lot of that, even if it didn't feel impossible to you before, felt daunting or just no idea like how you would even head in some of those directions, right? Yes. And I think the key for me has been in this same regard, if I were asking this question to myself, has been that the reason anything feels possible to me is because there's nothing I'm not willing to feel. Like I used to think of hard, uncomfortable, negative, painful emotions as to be like avoided at all costs. So then when my husband would go on a deployment and I would think this is going to be so miserable, I'm going to worry about his safety. I'm going to be so lonely. Like I would think of some of these negative emotions and I would think like, I need, we need to get out of the military so I don't have to endure these experiences anymore. And now that I have these tools, I say, I know how to feel lonely. I know how to be afraid for his life. I know how to feel these things and it's not unbearable to me anymore. That, that to me is what has made anything possible. That, I mean, and that's even just coping with a current circumstance, but even like you're saying, going after dreams is often hard work and uncomfortable and vulnerable and all these things that, you know, you might not feel really excited to feel, but as you become more aware of your mind and these tools, you're able to see like, there's not a negative emotion that I'm, I'm unwilling to feel at this point. I know how to feel them all. And that's incredible. Exactly. It's the secret I, to the universe. <laughs> it's just the simple thought of I could try anything and maybe fail, but I'm willing to fail. And yeah, you're willing to feel failure. Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. So we just have a couple more questions before we wrap it up. So I wanted to find out from you, what have you been able to create for yourself by cleaning up your thinking? 
I've been able to create attributes like self-confidence, and I've also been able to create experiences that I know are a product of mind management. So for example, I was able to create the most amazing rap of my life. I love your rap, and I think you should do it for us right now. I should not. I should not. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that one private. Okay. It is, uh, it is awesome. She's very talented. From, um, I call them silly, but thought, I don't know how to make this a short story, but I, I had the thought, what am I doing with my life? And because I was seeing so much amazing creative material in front of me and I started self-deprecating and she was watching of, Hamilton. We should just say I was, that. She was I, was watching watching, Hamilton. I was watching Hamilton on Netflix. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to rap. What am I doing with my life? And, <laughs> and Hamilton's <laughs> amazing. And yeah, so. It was so inspiring. But instead of being inspired, I chose the path of self-deprecation. And then through one of my life coaching sessions with Jessie, she helped me turn that lower brain unintentional thought model into the thought model of I am capable of trying rapping. <laughs> so I don't think that was the, the official thought, but that night and the next week I wrote this five page amazing rap and I've only wrapped it for Jesse, but it's just one of those things that I was able to create with the small thought by changing a you know, a small thought. And that is something tangible that I always look at and is really near and dear to my heart. That's awesome. And it's the, the way I like to look at cleaning up your thinking. It's just like you said, the circumstances, you know, Hamilton or whatever you're, whatever you're watching and your lower brain is like, this probably represents how little we're doing in our lives. <laughs> you know, that's just, <laughs> that's the way it, that's those are some of the thoughts it offers you. And then you, you answer your lower brain and you say, okay, that's the way I used to spend time thinking when I would watch something really awesome and someone who's incredibly talented and all, all this inspirational material. But instead I'm going to clean up my thinking because I want to feel inspired by this. I want to go now turn around and create something myself from being inspired by this. Right. And so you clean up your thinking and you say, what can I create? You know, you start to open up to that possibility, which is so amazing. And another thing I love that you mentioned was creating like attributes because the way I used to think about it, and I think the way we think about it when we're not aware and like intentionally creating a different kind of thought is we just notice things about ourselves. Meaning we, it doesn't feel as if we could create any attribute or we could develop any attribute. We just say, I just notice I'm bad with money. I just notice I, you know, I'm good with people. Like we just notice these things about our personality and about our attributes and it feels like it's all kind of set in stone. But as soon as you realize like, oh, if I intentionally create my thinking, you know, clean up my thinking around some of these areas, I can strengthen this area or learn to not worry about this area, you know, and create that for ourselves. Like if you want to be good at money, be good at money. We're not born with some like DNA strand that says like, oh, right. I'm bad at money. <laughs> right. So good. Right. And I know that the creator of Hamilton I know it started with the thought of curiosity and willing to give it a try. Absolutely. I know. Vulnerable and yeah. it was an I'm honor. I'm Tupac, but it's, <laughs> it's really fun to create memorable things knowing by just changing your thoughts. Yeah. And you would have stayed in that older pattern and just thought this just represents what I'm not doing with my life. And right. I'll just say it was an honor to witness your rap. So good. <laughs> okay. This is, I think, our last question. Mm -hmm. So I want you to share with my listeners why it is worth doing this work. Because as you know, 
a lot of it is hard. A lot of it is painful. Yes. Like we talk about the river of misery. When you're in the thick of some of this work, some of it is really energizing and pretty easily accessible and you like change the thought and you move forward and all feels so good. And some of it really will bring up a lot and you have to work at it and be patient with yourself and, and all of these things. And we talk about the river of misery where it feels more comfortable at times to stay on the old shore rather than doing the work it takes to cross the river and get to the new shore of the new way you want to think and believe. So what makes all of that worth it? Because I am worth it. And I know that all the women around me and my friends and everybody that I know is worth it. Um, meaning it's been really hard to undo 30 plus years of thought distortions and unproductive thought patterns. But I have learned through Jesse that I am the creator. I always was the creator. I just didn't know it. And knowing that I am the creator of building the life I want based on my thoughts that produce feelings, that produce behaviors and actions and results, all lies within me. I know that that journey and that tool is the only way to become the creator is to take ownership of your mind and to manage it and not let it manage you. Yeah. And for so many years, I have been the victim to my mind and now I'm the creator. And it is a little humbling at first and it's hard and it's a process to know that I am the creator of all the feelings, no matter the crappy circumstances that happen around me. But it's also empowering to know that I get to choose how I want to feel and show up in my life in every damn circumstance. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's so good. Well, it is just an honor to work with you and it's an honor to have you here on my podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope that all of my listeners really enjoyed hearing some of the experiences that we've been having together and that it will give them hope for coaching, hope for themselves and ready to take action and work with me as a life coach if it's something that sounds interesting to them. I hope they do. Their life will be better for it. Oh, so good. Thank you. Okay. We'll Thanks, talk to you Jessie. soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Wasn't she fantastic? Oh, I'm so grateful that she was willing to come on and share her experiences with you guys. And I hope that you enjoyed it too. And that's what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here to the next level? Then join me for resiliency training. This is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month, along with weekly content and individual email support. Start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.